Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back, dude. We're back. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My voice didn't... That little intro that I sent you, John, to, to intro last episode that we were not here for was pathetic. My voice was shot. My voice is still recovering right now. Still recovering. It wasn't bad. I mean, you had a little echo from being in the bathroom. I don't know if I would have went in the bathroom to do that. Well, I want, I tried all kinds of things. Um, I couldn't get myself in the closet. That was one because it was so small and it also had stuff in it, like a big, um, um, what do you call those things where you put the stuff that is valuable? Safe. Safe. <laughs> wow. I, I love, I love playing this game every episode. <laughs> and so I, the safe, so I had the safe, not, I couldn't get in there. And then I'm like, holy crap. Then there was nowhere else I could go. I'm like, maybe I should just go outside to, um. To make it like, you know, with ambient noise. So I went out and all you could hear is like the like lights going. So I'm like, it sounds Can like. Can you please I'm... make that a drop? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> so that's, her, was... that's Elsie's vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Elsie's telling us how to use the vibrator. That's her how to. They make you feel totally amazing. <laughs> Thank you, John. Oh, my God. Sorry. You but were anyway, saying, Elsie? I'm sorry. All I'm saying is that it ended <laughs> up being me going, you know, the best thing I could do is to just go in the bathroom and turn the lights off because I couldn't turn the lights on because it made that same noise. So I I was so bummed. So I just kind of did that. I mean, but everybody whatever. knows you were at a conference and they know, you know, again, you're, you're on location. There, People are forgiving for sound quality in that kind of situation. So it's not, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. <sighs> oh. But you yeah. guys, you guys did such a fabulous job. Oh. It was, I was so excited. And wait, before we get started though, John, I have some things to say. Okay. Okay. Number one is that you went above and beyond anything that I could have wanted you to even do with that show. I mean, you did, uh, he did a promo. Uh, Jessica, he did an ad for Podcast Movement that was un- incredible in the middle John! of the show. Like it like, said, ad, like so regular. I had to do the ad. John, I know, and that was so sweet. It was so sweet. Like from you kept us like, on our fucking ad schedule. That's the you're the Mac. And Thank so you for anyway, that. he did awesome. the ad. No, but wait, Jess, hold on. He did the ad and he hit all of the points. Every oh single my point God. that I he was love supposed it. to. It's amazing. You are such a pro. I mean, I already knew you were a pro, but I'm just yeah. like psyched. It's amazing stuff. Like he just put it in there. And then you should have heard his outro of us. Like he literally knew exactly all the stuff. Like oh, go no, follow them kidding. here, go do this, go join that. And it sounded so Dude, great. I could barely John, take it. I love it. you. I could barely take it. He is just so much better. So then I'm thinking, you know, and I'm sitting there going like, you know, John, you're yeah, you're like 
you're a podcast editor for sure. I think that that's amazing. I think that you do really great work as a podcast editor. That's fantastic. But I have to say that you're now like, there's no way you are just a podcast editor. You are the She Podcast producer, like straight up, like to the point where you've gotten our show to in, to such a level of amazingness, of professionalism that we you kind of like corral us into <laughs> and then take yeah. out all the parts that are not very, it's like you're, you are the Spanx of She Podcasts. Wow, now that, <laughs> that is a, so if I can peel back the curtain, and the only yeah. person that really knows this is Jenny's, who did an amazing job. I love her. Yes, she did. And it was a bucket list item to actually do a podcast with her. And I think I was, I was nervous about doing She Podcast, but I was also nervous about doing an episode with Jen, because I'm such a fan. And I'm not usually the person <laughs> oh. that gets all fanboy over something like that. So just to, and again, I, I don't mean to say – I sound so self – I am an amazing editor. And the reason I say that is if you heard the raw audio no, of I that know show and editor. my mistakes – You should say it. If, if, I sh- if all I have to do for an ad for my editing service is play the raw audio and then play the edited audio, and you, you would see such a difference. But I had a great time doing it. Jen is amazing as always. And thank you for allowing us the, the, the platform to get on there and talk a little bit and geek out about editing. It was fun. Yeah, it was amazing. You did an, an incredible job. Jen, as always, is genius and like her voice needs to be heard more. So you guys need to definitely subscribe to her show to see all the things she's doing. But uh, we really got a lot of incredibly positive feedback. Like people loved it. Wonderful. Like, we Wonderful. Maybe we should let them do it more often. I know. I know. It's like people are like, people are like, that's my Thank God it wasn't you. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank God so we had a break from you two, yeah, birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was it's awesome. And I'm just it's it's super mean. thankful that that happened while we were away, too, because it's like it was, we were, I mean, going back to PodFest now, it was insanely busy. I mean, yes. it was like nonstop. Doing yes. things. And I know, Jess, yes. I know that you were there extra days and stuff, but you were also doing things in those extra days, whether it was for, you know, pleasure or business. It doesn't matter. You were still doing things and pleasure. you were like super exhausted when I got there. You're like, you could barely walk. Oh, that's because I spent 10 days walking around. Uh, no, sorry, not 10 days, 10 <laughs> hours walking around Universal. And, that's what I'm and saying. yeah, I was, I was really, um, crippled but it went away in like a day or so it was just the one day after yeah. i was like super crippled yeah it was nonstop. it was for me i think that it took me i mean i i had no downtime like the last time we went to podcast movement not you know podcast but podcast movement i felt like i had a lot of things going on too because of the hall of fame stuff and my family was there and i had you know commitments that were kind of like that. So I felt like I didn't have downtime because I had all of this per- personal stuff and I had the pressure of also being in LA and all that stuff. That wasn't necessarily podcast movement related things. It was just like personal and family things and what was going on. But for PodFest, I honestly, I didn't have, I don't think that I had any downtime where I sat down in my hotel room every night after nine and I was like, it's time to sleep. And then I was up between six and seven in the morning and it was like, it's time to go. So... 
Yeah. I did. Uh, I did the Instagram stories, guys, and I think if you guys want to go check it out it, at the in, in the Instagram dot com slash Lipson, I have saved the Instagram stories that I did like right at the uh, at the top part of your profile, which is kind of cool that you can do that now. But I tried to do that, and I think that maybe I'm so tired too, is because I was cover. This is the first time that I've I said I'm going to cover the event. I'm going to cover it, and, and you did. And I did, and it took. I mean, it, but it took a lot for you me. Covered yeah. for Lipson, though, right? yeah, covered it for Libsyn, though, right? Yeah, I covered it for Libsyn. Yeah, I covered it for Libsyn. You said want- you were going to do that. Did they ask you to do that, or did you just kind of see, like, hey, I wonder what it's like if I tried to cover this? I wanted to do it for the like. Uh, I wanted to do it because I was testing. Because I'm always testing things. I'm now always trying to see what drives people to do stuff. And one of the things I've been wanting to do was to get more followers for Instagram for Libsyn. That's been a big sort of focus of mine because I've set up now Twitter and Facebook that I don't really have to think too much and things are naturally happening with that. And Instagram well, so is naturally the thing to do is to grow the next thing. Yeah. And so now I've moved into Instagram. I, t- I tried it a couple of years ago and it was yeah, like, I remember because you were, all, and, you know why though? I think it didn't go well that time because you were also piddling with Snapchat. I was piddling with Snapchat, but also the Instagram And it was kind thing, of like, go ahead. No, it, it's just that at that time, podcasters weren't, it was 2015 and podcasters weren't really into that at that time. And in order for me to like make the graphics, write the stuff. And at that time, it wasn't easy to change um, accounts either. The ROI was just not there. I mean, people were not liking it. People were not commenting. People were not like like adding our account. And I just thought my resources at this time, I, I can't put into this platform. It's not, our people aren't there. So I just had I said forget it, but now they are, and it's been it's been really great. I mean, I think I've gotten. But what up I'm to like, saying is, yeah, at the time we were trying out Instagram, we were trying out Snapchat, and both were similar. And I remember all three of us were playing with it, and then all three of us around the same time collectively said "fuck it" and went back to the other thing because it was just like too much. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> oh my remember. God. Yes, I know. And then now, but now, seriously, Instagram has has matured so much and there's so many people in there. So I did test a lot of things out. And I I also live streamed um, the Lipson specific uh, talks and things. The only thing that I didn't figure out how to do is that I thought I was going to have the opportunity to download the live stream and then post Mm -hmm. it later. But Mm -hmm. what I figured out way too late is that the only time you can download the loud the live stream is directly after you finish. So if you finish streaming, it gives you the option of downloading and then posting. But if you just post it, it's there live for 24 hours, but in at least I could not figure it out. So if somebody's out there that's an Instagram like total crazy pants pro, tell me if this if there is a different way. I mean, we do know a few. Yeah, we do. But I didn't know how to how to how to down to down live stream. What the fuck was, was that? What? All right, calm down. She just you just kind of skipped a lot. But that you won't just be Max on. Max headroomed it up. Yeah, don't worry I about guess. it. It won't be on the recording. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you were like had it 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 had it. Yeah, you were Mel Tillerson it. What so if I would have said, what if I would said that was really me? I am a robot. Yeah, I would think <laughs> sound like Porky Pig at the end of awesome. a Warner Brothers cartoon. Yes. I'm sorry. Funny. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Great. Now I don't remember what I said so that I could have a great cut. 
Um, um, I, I think this actually has to stay in there. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Again, just to peel back the curtain, that you're we are recording a triple ender because everybody's recording yes. on their own side. And we are on Skype. And Skype just had a Skypey moment where Elsie sounded like Max Headroom. And we all kind of freaked out. I didn't freak out that much because I knew that her audio is going to be fine. But I wasn't freaking out as in our thing is ruined. I just thought maybe we were going to lose her. I was afraid of that myself. But even if that happened, as long as we let the recording run, as you know, the other yeah, day when we did right. brilliant uh, observations right. and your router yes. took a crap, I heard all kinds yeah. of stuff that you and Scott were talking about. No way. Oh, my God. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because it was still running. I left running. it on for two hours. Right. So I could oh hear everything God. you guys were talking about. But an oh editor never tells. We didn't anything dirty, did we? What's, I didn't. Well, listen. Dude, I just I got a couple drops from it. We never talked stuff. about anything dirty, so it doesn't matter. Right. It was fine. All right. All right. I think it's time to move on. So, <laughs> okay. And Shall we? And anyway, but so I cut bottom line is that this was a huge learning experience for me in covering an event. I enjoy doing that. And I think that if anybody wants to get their feet wet, like trying to do live things like that, it's so much easier. I feel to do, do it in an event like this to kind of get the ball rolling and to figure out your work, your flow, because sometimes when you want to do live things like that and you're like at home by yourself, it feels very awkward and sort of self-absorbed ish and and kind of mm-hmm. like I don't know if people are going to want to watch me talk but if you're covering something else it just gives you the confidence to do it so consider doing th- something like that it's very helpful i think people i had a lot of people say thank you to me like thank you for covering that thank you for bringing you know bringing us in because and, and not only is it good for obviously the brand itself, like for Lipson, but it's also good for people to go like, oh, that's what a, a, a podcasting event I'm missing. is. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, th- that's what it looks like, like, so that it's not something that's outside of their, of the scope. And I know you did a couple of things in She Podcast though, Jess. I did a little bit of Ramona's talk. Yeah. I should yeah. have done some of Liz's too, but I was feeling shy at that time. It was the main stage, Liz. Covart, so Ramona was a side room, so I did hers instead. I have to say that this event, I made a lot of jokes at the roast about how shitty the motel was. It really, it was not shitty is the wrong word. Well, for you, it was a motel, but not every building was was like that. (laughs) Nobody go to building five. (laughs) Yeah, but and Elsie had no carpeting, which also sucked. But like. Uh, my part of the hotel seemed more like a hotel room. It was nice, right, Elsie, when you came in? Yeah, it was like, I like a normal I mean, hotel room. The first thing that I thought when I went into your hotel room was like, oh, my God, you have a window. You can open the window. Yeah, yeah, you can open and go outside. Yeah, you can open and light. Light can come in. Whereas with mine, I couldn't do that because I felt completely scared. Yeah, she was like in a basement motel. She was like <laughs> in the Bates Motel compared to me. Yeah. But like, um... But but also it was much more spread out. So all the cute shoes that I brought thinking that I would just have a little hop skip to the convention hall. It was Oops. it was not as bad as Vegas. But I mean, I had to wear more comfortable shoes just to get there because um, it was a little more spread out. I had to go through the pool and like it was it was a bigger compound. I like to say compound because it makes me think of a cult. 
But I will say that the actual conference portion of it, like the rooms where we spoke, looked much more impressive than they did at the Korean. It felt much more impressive. The main stage was very yeah. much like podcast movements main stage. The side rooms were very much like podcast movement side rooms. Like in that respect, it, it's becoming very close. It's just a little bit – this event is a little more intimate and still focused on independent podcasters. But that said, I thought that the way it was pre- – but Chris actually has always presented it very well. Like the first year that you weren't there, my second – it was the first year I was there. But the second year of actual PodFest, it was in that terrible – terrible terrible motel with the strip club next door and it still looked impressive from the stage like he always puts a nice stage together regardless of what's going on on the outside so kudos to him for that i always said that the inside was amazing you know like all of the inside stuff was great there was i wish i had i would have had more time to hang out in it you know like i never got an opportunity to go to the little place where you get breakfast and coffee yeah, I wonder why that is. God, why would that be? Hmm. With those tables. It seemed like a cute little like coffee place. I liked it. it but was. I never got a it was to do that. So You know what would have helped that? What? If you came a tiny little bit earlier <laughs> than Thursday yes, after the first help. day of the event. That probably would have helped. Yeah, it it would have. And also, but also I think the other thing and maybe this is just a little bit of of constructive feedback for the PodFest folks. It's just that um, the the show floor never closed and it opened really early, meaning my job part of things. Like you had the opportunity to sleep in a couple of times if you wanted to. Of course, because it, you, if you're an attendee, you want to make all the sessions, but you don't have to. But if you are a, uh, somebody who has a booth, part of what you're paying for is you have to show up. You know what would have been good is if he would have closed the floor during the saying. first two keynotes and let you people sleep in or see the keynotes. I agree well, with yeah. you. Yeah, and I think that that's part that's a tough part, but also the fact that that first day, so not the when it really kind of officially opened on that Thursday evening, but that Friday part is where I think he wanted to do it to meet us, right? He wanted to help us. But the show essentially was open just for the vendors at 8 o'clock in the morning. And it was like, and so that was tough because we had to show, you know, I was, I had to, Rob and I had to, I mean, all of us, Dave, Rob and I had to be there at 7.30 to just make sure everything was great. And that's like, that was tough, you know, in the morning. And then we weren't, and then when the days were over, there was never a time where the day was over proper, as in like with the vendors where you could see like, okay, it's time to close this part off. It was Mm -hmm. like always open. So people were always there. So it never ended. Like there was a point there where I'm like, okay, it's six o'clock. When when do we get off? (laughs) Like when's it over? Yeah. Well, you didn't, I mean, I think Chris, first of all, I found out some inside information about this year's PodFest. The last few years, they've had an event planner that they didn't, that they, for whatever reason, chose not to work with again this year. So I joked about Chris's organization skills in the roast. But the truth is that he and John, this is the first year they've done it by themselves with no event planner. So imagine all the little details that an event planner takes care of that you don't know about until things start falling to shit. And I'm not saying the event fell to shit. It didn't. But like for me, my own personal experience is like, you know, I had an event that was moved up and, you know, the roast was moved up and down. You were on the floor constantly from eight to seven. There was a party at one point. No one knew where it was like that kind of stuff that I think he was so busy. They were both so busy doing all the things that those little details, 
I think will be smoothed out. You know, they're just trying to figure out how to work together. So next year, it should all go back to the way it was before, which is just, you know, super smooth. Because when I, when I went and had dinner with Katie and the night we were waiting for you, Elsie, I looked at her and I go, are either of you guys having like health problems? I was there, dude. Oh, you were. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were right not there. You. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I asked Katie if like everything was okay personally because that's usually the case. If somebody's mucho distracted while they're trying to do something big, tiny little things can fall through. And she just said, no, they're just trying to find their way. So I forgot. I didn't know that you were there yet. I just remember waiting for you. Sorry. I think, remember, but, but most of the time when we were sitting there together, we were spent waiting. So maybe just the feeling of waiting was just... True. Uh, <laughs> it was just eminent. <laughs> it was just waiting for the we food, just basically waiting waited for the and train. waited. Waiting for I the I shoved tech. those tacos in my face like it was like I was having a taco eating contest. Because <laughs> she went to walk away with them, right? And I was like, by the time you come back with the check, I'll have eaten them. Just give them to me. <laughs> Just give me the damn food. It's fine. I know. We waited the whole time. Anyway. But I, what I love about the, the event itself, though, is that it feels it's very family not follow, it's not family oriented but it has a family feel to it so it's like it's not pretentious it's very accessible it's very everybody is welcome it's very i'm just like you like it i think that's perhaps what i feel the most and what i like the most about podfest is that chris and john are are very much embedded in the community from a perspective of being a peer that is, and we are all in this together. Like this is something Chris is a great, great at, which is like, we are all in this together. We are part of the same amazing thing. And he's incredibly humble. And that's, I I don't know. That's what I dig about it. There is no separation between like, you know, attendees and the the organizers, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, he's very just embedded into everything. And he does his best to just serve. I think, Chris Kremitzos' like biggest bonus, I guess I don't know how to say it. Like the thing that he does the best. Chris Kremitzos has a huge bonus. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, is that he's just so? I kind heard it's huge. And, no, he's just so kind and sweet. Oh my gosh, you yes, guys, you totally, totally may. I'm saying yes. nice things, and you totally like. I know, it I ruined it. it. Right. I pissed all over it. You're right. I did. He's just very kind and accessible and humble. And I really appreciate that. He's, you know, I really, really do. So anyway. Mm, num num. <laughs> you could actually call PodFest, um, like its pseudo nickname could be like Podcast Summer Camp. That's the feel, yeah, don't you think? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it Because has it's that also feel. in hot weather. And people are walking yeah. around the compound. Everyone knows each other. Hey, hey, nice to see you. I mean, because I've been to summer camp for 10 years. And the first day is very much like the first day back at summer camp. And the last day is very much like the last day of summer camp. You're happy to be there. You're sad when you're leaving. There's an opening and closing ceremony. Like he's a big camp director. It's hilarious. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He totally does do that. Yeah, he totally does do it. So it's almost like it's almost like a podcasting retreat, although I'm sure he would never call it that because he's too businessy. Right. But it is very much like a... I'm glad he's doing it in Orlando again next year. I know he was thinking about moving it somewhere bigger, but nothing gets me through the winter like knowing I'm going to be in Orlando. I can't. I just it has it has dragged me through now two years in a row that that somewhere somewhere on the horizon is sunshine. Yes. 
and pool water and flip flops, even if for a moment, even for a moment, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a beautiful thing. We could do a podfest musical if we wanted. We could do a podfest musical, absolutely. And I finally did get some sunshine because I was very upset. But yeah, well, not upset. It's just so cold in the inside. You know, it's so. It cold. was so cold. It was so cold. Freezing my butt off and. And the first couple of days, it was kind of cloudy, even though it wasn't necessarily cold. It was cloudy. No, but it wasn't and, hot. Yeah. and But then the last day, at least when we had breakfast that last day where I left, there was sunshine. I got to sit and like look at the pool and be outside. And so I was Was that the day I showed up without my extensions? Yes. Yes? Yes. Yeah. You were like, I lost my hair. My hair is melted. It melted. <laughs> it melted. My hair extensions melted at Gatorland of all places. My weave fell out. Not at Gatorland, but like it wasn't even it was so hot that day and it wasn't even so hot. It was like 80 degrees. But my head apparently, you know, how like some people sweat like on their eyebrows or their lip or whatever, like my yeah. head sweats from the back of my neck and stuff. And it ruined the tape, the medical tape that the hair is held together with. And so they just started sliding out and falling out. So I'm like at dinner with Sophia and I itched my head and then whoop, it fell out. And she goes, she just kind of looked at me. I don't think she knew they were extensions. Oh my God. And she was like, she freaked out that, that must have freaked She had a look and I was like, I don't have cancer. They're, it's, they're fake. And she was like, Oh my God. I had no idea they were fake. I was like, yeah, they're, they're fake. And I think I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to, they're starting to melt off my head. They were. Uh. So we went and got a bottle of rubbing alcohol and, and, and like a, a greaser comb that you would wear in the, in the movie Grease and just combed my hair through and got all the tape out. So now I'm back to a bob. Who's we? I'll show it to you if you guys want. Me and this girl, Sof- Sophia. Remember Sophia the uh, Wise from MapCon? You met her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes. Here. So here, I don't know if you guys can see me on Skype. Here's my hair. Hold on. Let me, I'll show you how long it is now. Wow. Well, she looks cute. Look at how cute, though. It does look good. You're, that's adorable. Yeah, it's like actually grown into a decent bob. So I'm not really sure if I should get them again or just go from here with my own hair. I definitely am going to – next time I go there, I'm going to blonde it up, though, because my gray – I'm starting to have to deal with that. So. Mm. Never but you ending. look cute though. You look very cute. Thank you. It's pretty cute. But Jess, that looks that looks really good. Looks very. Thank cute. you. Thank yeah. you. I think it looks pretty good too. Yeah. Hey, listen. What, if I can just do this one thing. Remember when you guys were talking about Wondery doing those uh, insert like a little tiny episode, nine minute episode? Yeah, they actually oh, yeah. just asked me to do more to find them shows to do more. Well, you want to hear a little update because one of my clients. Yes, I do. One of my mm-hmm. clients did it. It was uh, Jamie Rice from the Murderish Podcast. I put it in. I put it in for seven days, and I'm looking at the mm-hmm. stats right now. And it's seven days and? is over, and half of her audience clicked on it. She got oh. half so of her downloads? audience to download it. How many downloads? Uh, over 2,000. You can put it back up. I think he's willing to count for a month now. No one told us this, so I don't know. What I'm just th- finding out this morning. So that's great. So that means she got like 75 bucks. Okay, so if I put it back up again, well, re- uh, now the problem I have is now we'll go back and re-download the all. I, I don't think I can. But the next time, if you run it with her again, we'll leave it up for a month. Well, he has three new ones. So I'll see if she can do it again. Yeah. All right. So that's th- kind of neato. Yeah. So I was looking at it because. Uh, so that's great. So that's $75 that she got. There you go. You know? Nice. For just putting up someone else's audio and it's well it's not like just some putts who wants you i mean like it's wondering they do beautiful shows beautiful sounding shows Mm -hmm. so it it actually worked i mean she did the little intro read and as 
you know, like I said, and yeah, so she did the read, and I had to put the sh- I put the show together, and then put it up there for seven days. It wasn't a big hassle, so it was very easy and, and easy money, easy money, easy money, easy money, easy money, baby. Um, so speaking of easy money, though, at to just kind of round <laughs> off the podcast uh-huh. uh, for Jess. This is the first time you've done a proper roast, like stepping into the seat of like, you know, doing the jokes like for, for mm-hmm. realsies, because at PodFest there was a Dave Jackson roast. And um, John, what was you, what were your thoughts about it? I know you were not at PodFest and I was streaming it. I was streaming the roast live on the Lipson page on Facebook. So what did you think? I thought that. All the roasters did very well for this being their first time roasting uh, and doing something that was way outside of probably their comfort zone. I think they all did. Way outside. Outside, uh, you know, and everybody's going to think I'm biased, but Jessica killed. She was the best one there. She (laughs) absolutely had the place in stitches. And it was you know, fun it, to watch. You're not biased. It, not only was it outside of all of our comfort zones, but I studied like a like a college student. <laughs> like I I watched roast after roast after roast. I studied one liners. I looked up insults. I read books. I studied like a nerd and a half to kill. Yeah, you did. Like uh, you, like yeah, your set. Was, I don't know what your yeah. set was the most talked about. I've I've heard feedback from Dave Jackson and others. And your set and some of your jokes were the, the, the people want actually want to see reaction of the people you were talking about. So, yeah, yeah. yeah you did a great job. It was you, fun. And thanks, Elsie, for it was really fun. live streaming that because I would have never been able to see that. My that husband was, was very grateful, too, because he watched it live with Isaac. Isaac Aww. watched me roast Dave Jackson as well. And he was like, that's mommy. It was really fun. I was extremely nervous because know, of I've all never the seen pressure. Jess that way. Listen, normally when I do a talk, I don't have a hundred people coming up to me for four days going, you're going to kill him. Oh my God. Are you nervous? <laughs> you're going to be great. You're going to be so funny. Are you going to curse? You're going to be the worst. I know you're going to be better. You know, even the roasters were like, I know you're going to be better than me. It was so much pressure. Yeah, I was dying. True. I was dying from the pressure. And even Dave, before I even opened my mouth. Yes. He said, this is going to hurt. <laughs> he did say, I do remember hearing him say, this is going to hurt. And that was perfect. And a, little, and a little panic shot through my body when he said that. Like, oh my God, what if it's not? What was perfect about that was it actually set up the first joke amazingly. Because he's like, oh my God, this, he says, this is going to hurt. You got up there and you said... You know, Dave Jackson, what do you say about a guy that oh. you know, helps podcasting? And Dave's like, his guard went down. He was like, oh, well, she's being nice. And then you hit him with the punchline, and it was like an overhand right. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. Oh, my and can, God. Can I, tell the, can I tell the joke? Um, can I, if for people who didn't yes, hear it. Okay. of course. So, the, she, he, so she yeah. gets up and she says. Michael O'Neill liked it so much, he sent it to John. Go ahead. Though. Okay, so he, she says. Dave Jackson, what do you say to a guy that has helped podcasters all over the world? It's has, what do you call a guy? You know, what do you call a guy well, who's helped? You messed that up because when we wrote it, it was supposed to say, what do you say about Dave Jackson? What do you say about a guy? And yeah, then, but you have to, No, I didn't mess it up because you have to call really? a guy by his name. <sighs> Go ahead, though. Okay, I know. You read the whole book, and I'm only halfway through the book on how to roast people. So, <laughs> Go ahead. What do you call a guy who has helped podcasters all over the world, you know, offer their – go ahead. You finish it. No, you've got to do it now. You have to do it now. Go ahead. Do it. 
Oh my god. Go ahead, do it. What do you call a guy who has helped podcasters all over the world start successful podcasts and um and grow to huge levels of success? And then and like like John said, Dave let his guard down. And the punchline is John Lee Dumas. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny. Yes. Because that was so good. That was just Oh, and then later he said to me that John Dumas joke was the best joke. And I said, I was going to say Cliff Ravenscraft, but it wasn't as funny because Cliff is not as opposite of you. Right. He goes, actually, that would have been more insulting. Yeah. And I said, yes, but they're too similar. You're too similar. He does the weight loss thing. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. you're too similar. John Dumas is funny because it's the opposite of you. And then my other favorite joke you did is Dave Jackson, podcaster, entrepreneur, father, Husband, is there anything you can do? <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> you know why? Where I got that? I was researching Dave. At, uh, I was looking at his headshots just to try and get some like Dave looks like a this cross with this kind of joke. Mm-hmm. And I was researching headshots, and I saw on one of his headshots, his bio was that oh. entrepreneur, web designer, teacher. Husband, you know, he, he, it was his bio. Right. And then I thought, God, has he done any of these things successfully at all? <laughs> I'm the one that added, I'm the one that added husband and dad because he's a stepfather too. Right. Yeah. Well, um, he was. Well, I mean, he's still a stepfather. Well, he's still, he's, he was he married. He still has connection with them though. Right. Yeah. He sure. still talks to stepkids. Get it. Yeah. But no, you did a great job. And, uh, it was fun to watch. Everybody did a, uh, you know, a fantastic job. Even some people that I didn't think were going to do well because they're a little bit stuffy did well. Yeah, I was very impressed. Very impressed by a lot of that, too. Totally. I thought Chris is, you know, at first when he told me the concept of reading a note from Bernie, I thought, well, that's boring as shit. But it was actually really funny the way he was like, I just can't help this guy anymore. (laughs) 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 It was hilarious. Time to go. was just like i give up here he's up to you now i let go and i let god that would have been funnier yes if he'd have been like all drama about it you know what i mean like i'm letting go and i'm letting god go into the great litter box in the sky you take care of him right (laughs) it would have been even funnier if he was like italian or something like the whole time you called him bernie and really his name was like you know like excelsior I don't know why he's calling me Bernie or I am Excelsior. I am Excelsior, cat of the north. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, and for those of you who happen to be listening and you don't know who Dave is, this is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And he's been podcasting for a long time. He's got had how many over 30 different podcasts that he's produced. But his claim to fame is the fact that he's been, you know, being a podcast consultant. He was one of the first ones that actually was teaching podcasting and helping tons of podcasters. So he's yes. he's been around for a while and he's the nicest guy ever. So a lot of us ever. in podcasting know Dave. And so part of it is that that's what was so amazing about this roast is that he is just the sweetest man in the whole world. <laughs> Yeah, he and really so is the he sweetest just, man in the world. Yeah, he's so he he's really so is. And I have to say, just like I shared this with you, too, but it's there was something incredibly releasing about watching that roast and laughing hysterically for over an hour because mm-hmm. it felt it really does feel like you. I don't know, like, it's like there's so much adrenaline in your body and so many good chemicals, like, (laughs) bursting in your brain and whatnot that I felt incredibly refreshed afterwards. I I didn't feel 
um, like heavy. I didn't feel tired. I didn't feel uh, like all the things that usually happen after after you finish like a conference. It, usually it's like, oh my God, I have to get to my room or I need to sit down and have a drink. Like, you know, <laughs> where it's yeah, just like you have yeah. to decompress. It was like the best way to decompress Absolutely. And so when I was done, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much like extra blood flow. I have so much more oxygen. (laughs) Laughing is actually very good exercise. And I have to tell you, no one gave me a better workout that night than Christy. Oh, Christy was amazing. Yeah. Christy was so good. I hurt. I peed a little. (laughs) I cried. And you can see after I tell two jokes, you can see me on the video shake my head hard. And that's because yeah. I'm trying to slap the giggle out of me because she gave me the giggle so bad that every time I told a joke, I started laughing and I and I was like, I, I couldn't slap. I tried to slap myself while I was sitting down, but it didn't work. <laughs> I was still giggling. So like that's why when I stood up, I shook my head real hard and I was just like, I got to get these giggles out. Fuck her, man. And Elsie is yeah. the best person to have at a comedy show. She has oh the best laugh. And it well, was making the laugh, jokes funnier. Yeah, it was, it was making the jokes funnier. Yes, it was making it funnier because every time you – because it's not even – because it was not just the laugh, Elsie. It was her sound of surprise. It was her surprise laugh. She would go, ah! <laughs> like just she <laughs> sounded surprised every time and it made it perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like sounds – That was evil. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you sounded surprised every time, and it was great. It was super great, especially the part where you're like, I can't breathe. <laughs> that part was funny. You said it a few times. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yes, that was yeah, me. That, that is me all the time. But yeah, I, I, I oh, yeah. it was, but it was great. And it was sucky sometimes when my laughter would overwhelm my own ears, and then I couldn't hear yeah. a joke. And that was kind of annoying. Yeah, that was a little well, bit. Was, that was one of. The, if I could just say one of the detractors about you recording was you were too close to the microphone, yes. so yeah, we were hearing half one yeah. joke, and then we wouldn't hear like the second half of the next joke because you were. Laughing. Well, they recorded it. We should get a clean recording of it, including the people's uh, reactions. I saw a video camera going up there, so I, can't I know there. I know there's a good version of it. I know I'd like to see it too. I think that'll um, sell more copies than the messengers. <laughs> Just kidding. In other news, it really, Uh this is going to sound terrible because it was like a nightfall. It was like a year of thinking up insults about the nicest man ever, but it tapped into this whole week actually of being there for the first time tapped into an authentic part of me that I forgot about, if that makes any sense. Like every time I take like a, what color is your parachute? What should you be doing with your life? You know, whenever someone says to you, what's the thing, if you could do anything, what would you do? Like the first thought in my head is always to be funny. And then I always push it away. Like, no, not doing that. I am not doing that. And the reason why is because first of all, it's scary, I guess. But then also I feel like um, I'm too old or I have a career already that makes money and I don't want to start a whole nother fucking career that, that I'm going to, I mean, everyone talks about how you have to push and shove your way through comedy to get anywhere, which I don't have the energy to do. I don't like bars. I hate being out at night, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But being able to do a roast at a normal time about someone I liked and write jokes and have them be funny, like it was a whole different ball game. And actually to have a few friends, to have people say to you, some people were like, good luck. You know, Katie was like, you'll be great. You know, some people were like, you'll be great. And I can't wait to see you. But there were just a few select people that were like, you're going to kill them. Or like, you know, you're, you know, the people who said to me, like, 
things like that. Like, Mar- I'll just tell you the one thing that Mark Asquith said to me that made me realize what a true friend he was. Everyone else was like, this was right before I went up on stage. You'll be great. Kick some ass. Da, da, da. He gave me a hug and whispered in my ear, be a cunt. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He's British. First of all, he's British. I understand that, but oh my God. Be, be a cunt. And that did not mean good luck. And it didn't mean you'll do great. It meant unleash the hounds. It meant I know it's in there for you to smear the floor and I expect to see it. You know, it's like nothing a life coach would say and nothing a, you know, a a cheerleader would say. It was almost as if he psychologically opened up the gate and let the pit bull out when he said that. No one else would ever tell me, especially me, to be a cunt but him. I wouldn't. I never would. I know that. Of course you wouldn't. But he knows me really well. But also, he knows what a bitch I am, too. Like, that I that I have it in there to really, like, I, it was just very, it was something I felt like, wow, only he could say that to me. And and, and, and what a vote of confidence. Really? Who knew? Think about now it, though. We know, now we know what to say to Jess. Right. What fires me up? Yeah. Yeah, call me a cut and I'm yours for life. No, I mean... <laughs> No, I mean, but think about it. Think about it. What if you were going to, I'm trying to think, like, right before you do a speech, is it better to say good luck or is it better to say knock them off their ass? I get what he's saying and I understand that and it is, it, well, it's Well, so great, this was a roast. It's a great motivator. You don't motivator. tell someone to be a cunt before they do a keynote. No. It was a roast. <laughs> it's true. I get, I get all that, but I just don't think I would have the nerve to walk up to you and say that and i feel like we're pretty good friends it's not the same british people if you watch british television right they say cunt all the time okay all right british people say cunt all the time it means it tr- it just means bitch over there i think oh yeah, okay well I, I hope he didn't try that around here i hope that wasn't part of his one of his pickup lines no but you know what it's funny there are some things that they say that we say that mean totally different things like one of the things he says to his audience all the time is like when he's done talking he'll say all right i'm gonna love you and leave you I got to go. And like last time he did it that I saw he was introducing their new software. They have a new thing called Podcast Success Academy. And after he was done explaining it, he said, all right, I'm going to love you and leave you. So when I saw him, I was like, you might not want to say that to your audience. And he was like, why? It, and I was like, do you know what that means? And he was like, yeah, it means I've given you love and now I have to leave. And I'm like, yes, but different. And he was like, it means, it means I've given my love. He goes, do you think it means sex and bail? And I'm like, no, I don't think it means sex and bail. That's what it means. Love you and leave you. Sex and then leave. And he was like, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm not saying that to my audience. I'm like, you are, dude. Yes, you are. And he was like, well, I can't stop saying it. That's my jam. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's fine. Say it, but at least know that. And he and like his whole group like couldn't believe that's what it meant. Okay, but how could it how could it not mean that though? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Well, I understand there's a translation between countries and there's different sayings that mean different things for different people. But when you're doing a show that's international and he gets as many downloads over here, I mean, it's something that you have to take in consideration. That's all. If he wants to continue using it, that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure that his audience knows him well enough to be like. I know what he means by that, but like, I just was just, honestly, I just brought it up in case he wanted to know that someone might see that and be like, ouch, thanks for nothing. Right. Uh, Well, he knows now he wants to continue to use it. Have at it. That's what I say. I just think that stuff is so interesting anyway. So yeah, but that's, I brought it up because of the cunt thing. You you seem to be offended on my behalf. 
speaking of being offended on my behalf, I was at a, I was on a panel and got chased out with torches and pitchforks. Oh my gosh. What? John, you would have been so mad. What happened? You would have been so mad. You know what's funny is that, John, you would have been mad and it was, it was me talking about shit you hate. Yeah, I know. You can't attack, you can't attack my Jessica. You know what I feel this was like now, now thinking about it? It's kind of like you experienced the real life example of what we experience when we go into podcasting groups that are run by the majority of men. Right. That's what it, what it's what that's what Jessica experienced like in real life. Like you know when you ask a question in one of those regular podcast mm-hmm. groups where yeah. you just like ask a random question and then you get like You're exactly all right. The I was I was Facebook group trolled Yes. On air, live. That's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. Yes. And listen, just so you know, guys don't like that either. I, I, we don't like it when it happens to us either. Just so you no, know. No, but it was actually done by all men. Uh, now that you, that, now okay. that she said that, I understand yeah. that. All right, so come on, tell the story. What so, happened? So I was on a panel about monetization, and it was the guy from Teespring who was encouraging people to sell swag. One guy who sold, you know, services to his audience. Another guy who considers his guests to be the client and tries to – so basically he has the guest pay to be on the show and then upsells them to podcast production services. Like he convinces them they need a podcast and then they pay him to produce it. Either that or he wants them to hire him to be a speaker somewhere. Either way, he doesn't care about the audience. He's really more interested in monetizing the guests. And then there was me who was there to talk about, you know, podcast advertising. So we each explain what we do. And then Matt asked us – Matthew Passy was the – moderator he asked us each one question that we answered then he opened it up for questions well all the questions were for me okay which may, which makes sense because the other three business models were quite straightforward advertising the only is the only thing that's like the clitoris of podcasting nobody understands it and nobody knows where it's at <laughs> That, that's perfect. <laughs> oh my god that's, perfect. that's actually a great joke what I a great metaphor down. we are using that as your next Title for a webinar. Okay, go. Yes. I'm going to do that at Podcast Movement. I'm going to call it the clitoris of podcasting. Right. Oh, my God. That's what I'm pitching. That's what I'm pitching. Right. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So all the questions were for me. Mm-hmm. And then someone in the audience who – should I name – I don't know if I should name who they are. Probably not. Oh, absolutely. Let's, let's add them. Well – I'll tell you who it is, and then after the end of the story, you can decide to take it out, John. But okay. it was this guy from C from C Suite Radio. That don't even know him. No one knows him. Go ahead. Well, I think, I mean, Rob or Dave told me he's in business with the gentleman that was sitting next to me, the guy from the Nice Guys Business Podcast. Okay. So he's the one that sells to his guests. So he he finally got the mic after like five or six questions directed at me, and he was like annoyed and he was like i wish you know we would stop talking about the fucking downloads because there's so many other ways to make money i don't know why we're discussing it because it's part of a way to make money stupid that's why but go so ahead so then i not so you but the, the guy. guy next to me the guy next to me grabbed the mic out of my hand <gasps> and when i How went to take him. it back he would have drawn back a bloody stumpy to try to get the mic out of my hand i would have you would have heard this as i beat him with the microphone but go ahead when I went to take it back, <laughs> he put his hand in my face and said, let someone else have a chance to talk. You've been talking this entire time. But the questions were for you. Yes. Exactly. So I... You're absolutely right. You're, it would be... If I was there, I'd have been on stage by that time. 
Well, By the time he put his hand in your face and said, "Someone," get, I said, yeah, you'll get your turn when someone has a question well, for you. Well, so that's not what happened. Instead, the guy from Teespring said loudly, the Nice Guys Business Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy goes, his name was Doug. He goes, I mean, I didn't mean that at you. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Then he turns to the audience and starts yelling at them for not selling something. He was like, I don't know why you have to worry about advertising. You can just sell to your audience, sell to your guests, sell this, sell that. Then I lean over because obviously I'm not taking the mic back. I lean over to him and I go, what if they don't have a business? And he goes, if you don't have a business, then sell them this, sell them that. And then the guy next to him who's wearing an orange blazer (laughs) picks up the mic and says, yeah, look at Comic-Con. They're not selling advertising for Comic-Con. And at this point, I had had it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to need that mic back now. Take the mic. And I said, first of all, and it wasn't even a thank you to this guy. I was like, first of all, they're right. If you don't have a business, use teespring.com. They're an amazing website. And you can make swag for your audience. You can make all kinds of different things. That is a definite business model. These other two things are business models. And I look at the guy who said that in the first place. And I said, the reason why we're talking about the fucking downloads is because a lot of people in this room want to know what it takes to get an advertiser like HelloFresh. And that's what it takes. They're counting fucking downloads. That's why we're talking about the fucking downloads. Add a girl. I said, let me just, I said, let me just address the Comic Con thing. I said, they're selling tickets to a live event. That's another business model. That's a whole nother business model that isn't even up here is to sell live. I said, you want to go have live events and do your show live for people? Perfect. But you don't see Comic Con trying to teach people how to make movies and television. They're not. That's what these guys are talking about. Okay. So what happens here is guys get in there and when they, just because there's another point of view, they take umbrage to it because they think that because you're saying there's another way that you're degrading their way of of what they're doing and it's not it's apples and oranges if you want an apple one day and an orange another day or maybe you like a banana maybe you don't want to do any of that maybe you just want to you know use a a model where your audience pays for you but not your guest i mean holding your guest hostage for money so you can make money to me that sounds a little rapey creepy to be honest with you a little rapey. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Here, you want to be on my show? You want to hawk your products? Here, it costs you this much. Yeah. It's a little prostitute Well, actually, it's funny that you say that. That's actually, it's funny that you say that because you and I have a friend in common that just announced he was going to start charging his guests $500 to be on his podcast. Oh, really? We have a very... Who? Yes, we do. Who? We have a very close, close in range friend who's starting to do this. Oh, well, let's talk about that in a that's second. right. Let's I know talk who you're about talking that about that in a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two hours, three hours later, the man who took the mic from me sent a message to me and everyone on the panel and Chris Kremitzos. And and it was apology. It said, I was a jerk. I'm so sorry. I was totally not cool. If and if I disrespected you from stage, I apologize. That was not my intention. Please accept my apology. I'm so passionate about what I do. I got lost delivering my message, confusing the purpose of what I should have done, which is sharing the how-to of my business model. It was obvious the audience had questions for you. I stuck my two cents in at questions that weren't for me. Please accept my apology. And I didn't write back. Oh, he sent that to you? Yeah, he sent it to me, but he sent it to everyone, everyone, three hours later. Everyone on the panel and Chris who wasn't there. And then later... The guy from Teespring sent me this. Hey, thanks for the shout outs as the garbage fire raged. 
<laughs> it was great talking this morning. I look forward to speaking soon because because it's true that as I was getting pummeled, I still made an effort to mention his website and also PodSearch because the guy from PodSearch was in there too, um, Dave and Patty Newmark. And I was like, that's a new way to monetize too. Like here I am promoting other people even though like they're starting to like torches. Yeah, that's horrible. And I was like, well – I know. So anyway, so I was just like, I, I would accept someone's apology if they just sent a message to me. It was obviously for public consumption. So I just ignored it. Plus, like, I went to go cry. And the first thing I did was cry to Libsyn Booth, where everyone was like, that guy is a dick anyway. And then I went to go cry to the Brits. And they were like, that guy is a fucking knob. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I mean, I had enough. I mean, I had enough John Buchanan's there to make me feel a little better. But I was like all pumped out. By John then. would have been up on the stage when he pulled the microphone out of your hand and put his hand in your face. I'd have been on stage. I'd have said, well, "You give her that. Matthew you Passing. give her that microphone back, or you're going off this stage." And then I guess they so would have gotten Elsie Gazelle legs all of a sudden. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys, you would you wouldn't have because honestly, Matthew Passy was the moderator, and he and I have known each other like 15 years because we met at Pod Camp. Remember pod camps? We met at pod camp like 15 years ago, like 2004, 2005. I've known him since then. Plus, we've worked together in a few things. Now he's he's in sales for the agency and we're friendly. So like so like he's the moderator of the panel and I can just see as this is happening because he's moderating. And it's not the only panel he's moderating that weekend. Like he doesn't even know what to do. If he takes the mic away from the guy. He's Jersey. He should have known exactly what to do. He's, he's from just Jersey. Listen, he should have known listen. what to do. If he takes the mic away from the guy, then he's being biased towards someone he he may technically work for. If he doesn't take it away from the guy, I gotta tell you right now, Matthew, I'm a little upset with you. You totally failed as a moderator. You're supposed to no, control he this. He did not. Yes, he, he, tr- did. he tried he very hard to control it. No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't he try tried hard very enough. hard to control uh, it. John was there. But the problem was the problem was he was trying to control it in an unbiased way, and it was very hard. It was very hard. The guy was obviously rude. Matthew was trying to like let it play out, but also like he was in the audience. So it was hard for him to be like, you know, and plus like the guy was like, you've talked the whole time, which wasn't false. I had talked the whole time. So I was trying to give him a chance to say what he had to say. You know, I I could just see in his face. He was just like, if I, if I favor her, it's, is it cause I, is is it cause I'm doing the right thing or because we work together? If I don't favor her, is my job in jeopardy? Like it was just like a, it was a mess. It was a fucking dumpster fire. It really was. See, I don't think like that. I think that there's a guy up there right now. He's he's butthurt because no one's asking him questions about his nonsense way of monetizing. Everybody wants to talk to you. And all of a sudden, he's hurt. So now he takes the microphone off you like a child. So when someone acts like a child, I would have treated him like a child. I would have took the microphone off him and put him in a corner. I actually thought it was Matthew that said the nice guys business podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But But I said thank you to Matthew. And he was like, no, that was the Teespring guy. I didn't say that. Oh. He was like, I don't want. He was like, I would love to take credit for it, but it wasn't me. I. He was like, honestly, I, I was trying to still figure out how to approach the situation when he said that, and I was like, fair enough. I mean, he just listen. I think when you're in that situation, it's totally different because you would have been in, if you were not moderating the panel, John. You pre- you and Elsie both could have leapt to the stage, but he had two jobs to do. Like he was trying to get everybody a chance to speak and trying to take questions from the audience and trying to keep things professional. And it was going badly fast. Sorry, Matthew. You did a bad job. Oh, stop it. Don't say that to him. I don't agree with that. You weren't there. It doesn't matter if I was there. Just the story. If the guy, he's sitting there as I'm thinking what to do too late. 
bad job. Sorry. My opinion. Only my opinion. You have to admit, that was a good quip, though. The Nice Guys Business Podcast, yes. ladies and gentlemen. I was like... From somebody whoever, else. I didn't realize it wasn't Matthew, but I was like, that guy's a genius, whoever said that. Anyway, um, yeah, so that was like a big dumpster fire. But other than that, I thought the sessions were very good. Like the keynote, I thought Jonathan's keynote was hilarious. I thought Liz's keynote was really good. I didn't see all of them, though. Who else keynoted that I missed? Rob's keynote was great. The future of podcasting, all full of data. Very Rob Walchy. It was very Walchy, but I loved it. I love his data. His data talks are awesome. Did you talk? You didn't say shit this week, did you, Elsie? No. She's not even talking on this podcast anymore. <laughs> not even talking on this. I know. Are you even here? Did you go to the bathroom or something? Where have you been? <laughs> I'm just... This is why I need to tape my microphone mute button down. Hey, you met my dad. Oh, my God. I met your dad. Oh, yeah. that was so great. I love we her picked dad. Him up from the, it's we picked so her up awesome. from the airport. So sweet. Uh, and I know when I said that, Jess is like, he's sweet. I know. I was like, not, and that's not Just a word like, people I mean, use often. You know, and I don't know how, I mean, I don't know if there's another word. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's words, but they're not, I don't know. Like, he's poor. Just- he's. Gentlemanly. He's the nicest yes, guy yes, in the world. Yes, he is gentleman. He is nice. Exactly. He is very nice. He's, yeah, he's so super sweet. He's like, I love the phone call that he gave you. And it just made my heart full that he loves you so. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's your dad. It's like, what am I supposed to say? Like, he gave, you know, he created you. That's like amazing. <laughs> thank God <laughs> for your dad. <laughs> yeah. So, that's all. You know, it was yes, just so great God. to be able to hang out with him and talk with him and, I don't know. It was awesome. It really was. It was super great to meet your dad. I love it. And I was super thankful that he allowed you to take me to Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, we slept around Whole Foods with Elsie so she could get her foods for the week. It was really fun. I know. And speaking of Whole Foods, I just want to say shout out to Honor Knight for he got me. He got me a Whole Foods. Um, What do you call it? Those little cards. Gift certificate. Oh, that is a sweet. Gift. Isn't that so sweet for my birthday? He got me a birthday. Whole oh my God, that's card. more than I gave you for your birthday. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, you gave me pens. That's true. I gave you like a, yeah, I gave you like $300 worth of art supplies that I wasn't using, yeah. but that's not quite the same as giving you something brand new. But yes, still, you're right. Though, no, this is amazing. And a new Dude, book. That's on. true. I did give you a new book that I never opened. The yes. Left. And mm. it's a, all of those things are like, the, you couldn't have done any better. Those are all, all of them are my favorite things mm-hmm. and all of them are things I wanted, but just wasn't going to get a chance to get right now because I have plenty already. So I am just off the hook, like happy with all my pens and colors and pencils and all of the things that come to, with drawing. In fact, I'm John, doodling as we speak. <laughs> John, did you know that um, Elsie and Dave have birthdays that are like two year, two days apart? No, I did not know that. How about that? Isn't that weird? Yeah, Elsie, Elsie's the sixth and then Dave is the eighth. So you guys are Pisces, right? No. No, they're both Aquarius. Oh, I'm sorry. We're Aquarius. The dawning of the age of Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. Although Aquarius women and Aquarius men are very different. different. Mm-hmm. Yes. They are very, very different. Different. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but, uh, but dude, you guys, is there something else we need to touch base on? Because we must. No, get I think we're good. Skedaddling. I think. No, we I think good. we're good. Everything we were going to talk about, we can wait till next week. But it was a really fun thing. I hope you guys end up going next year. I already know we're we're going to come back next year because Chris has asked me to keynote and be interviewed by Jen Briney about monetizing and yeah, advertising. It's so be awesome! I'm so excited. Get your tickets now before the um, price goes up. 
And, you know, make sure that you book your hotel room early so you don't get the motel portion like Elsie. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually feel that. I mean, yes, get your hotel room early. But the, <laughs> the, key, to, the key to this is actually getting to the hotel room and checking oh, in early. Yes. For, because yes. that's the reason I got that crappy place is because I checked in like at 9 o'clock at night. No comment. So that sucks. But before we leave, I want to mention a couple of things. One of them is that I want to do a little shout out to Danny Pena, who has done his yes. own. He, they kind of like funded their own um, documentary for Gamertag Radio. And it's called, I think, Gamertag Radio, a podcast story. And he's going mm-hmm. to be streaming it live on Twitch on February 25th at 8 p.m. And it's free, so you guys can watch it. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And the reason that I want to share this is because Danny's story is very specific and very unique and incredibly inspiring. And you guys need to check it out. A lot of us are are so drawn to things like John Lee Dumas type things. You know, we want uh, all of that success in the way that he did it. And Danny has done it a completely different way. And it's just going to blow your face off, especially if you don't know who he is. Uh, go ahead and click through the link and he is going to stream it line and live. And I'm sure it's going to be available later on. But February 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, another thing that I want to share with you guys is that I and I and Jess, I know I'm going to push you to do this a lot more, too. But I've tested I've tested my bandwidth and I really wanted to do a little bit more Facebook lives for our Facebook group because we're now gotten to over 8,500 women in the group. Oh my God. And a lot of those women, a lot of those women don't know who we are or what we do. Actually, we have, how many do we have? Hold on. Yeah, it's been, it's gotten a lot. There's like 30 8, that were 8,593. No, and I did that last night. So only eight okay. people waiting to join right now, but I'll, most yeah. of them haven't answered our questions. Yeah, we don't let those people in. If you don't answer their questions, you guys, you're not getting in the group. The end. Actually, I will say this. I let them in the group. Or if you stand up to pee. <laughs> or if you stand it. up to pee. Correct. No men. I do let people in the group who haven't answered the questions if they were invited by someone else, because I have a feeling. That when oh, they're invited by someone else, they don't get the questions because so many of those people don't have uh, the questions. And okay. so I've well, started I'm letting in people on- who were invited by other members, but that's it. Then, like, if you don't, if you haven't been invited and you don't ask the questions, fuck you. <laughs> and so what we're going to be doing <laughs> Facebook Lives. And so I kind of tested it out and I started to do something that, um, thanks to the ladies in She Podcast, has, is called Notes and Goats. So I'll be answering some podcasting questions and kind of telling you thoughts around podcasting while I walk the goats. <laughs> Every day? How, how often are you going to be doing that? Uh, whenever I can, whenever it feels spacious enough. So I'm not going to have, and I know it's probably better if I had a time and all that stuff, but I really can't commit to that, honestly. And the reason that it's been working for me now, it's because it's kind of spur of the moment. So I'm hoping that that's what's going to do it. And um, so I'll be doing that and it'll be great. So notes and goats, Facebook lives on She Podcast, the She Podcast group, and I will cross post it to the She Podcast page. So everybody can see it. The first one is up and you guys can go ahead and check it out. But I'm going to really just keep the sort of like the conversation while it's going live inside of the group itself to keep it a little, you know, exclusive. 
So anyway, that's it. Uh, other than that, guys, if you do want to be part of that group, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash she podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash she podcast. You can email uh, feedback at she podcast.com to let us know what you think of the show or, you know, say something that so that we can address it in the show. Is that it, Jess? Is there anything else we need to say? No, not today. We're going to have to wait till next time to give you any kind of news that's important. But if you, you know, want to hear about it, you could always sign up for Pod News. You could always sign up for Hot Pod. Those are places where we get news. So you go get your news there and then we can talk about it together on Monday. Next yeah. time. Awesome. It's awesome. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>